The Bot Brothers. Welcome to the show. This is the Bot Brothers AI for Educators with Mike Pearson. Pat Burns. We're excited to be here. We have a great show for you. The Bot Bot Brothers. So a lot's been happening this week, obviously, right? And and, and I think uh, with all the changes going on, it's always kind of fun to think about or to kind of talk about uh, what sort of exciting or kind of mind-blowing thing in AI that uh, that you've come across uh, that uh, that's really something that you've been wanting to talk about. And so, uh, you know, does anything stand out to you by any chance? I think the most mind-blowing, exciting thing this week for me was that um, all of a sudden, Chat GPT four was out. Mm-hmm. Like I just like I saw it on, I think some newsletter I get. And I and I, I wasn't using it, and I hopped on, and there it was, and all the stuff it promises that it'll do. It's it's already it's already better. It's already more robust, um, like scary robust. It's supposed to do like you can drop an image in it. And I couldn't get that to work. It's supposed to describe what's going on. Or the example that OpenAI had was uh, there's a picture of like milk and an egg and something else, and it was like, what can I make with these? And it just gave out all these different like possible recipes that you could do. Um, it also, you can dump far more text into it. Uh, the responses were better. And, um, that for me was like GPT four is here. Uh, apparently Pat, uh, Microsoft Bing has been using it already. There's people right. talking about how they thought that that was going on. They suspected that's what was happening because they've invested $10 billion or something into open AI. So they kind of get dibs. Um, so that like I've been waiting for it to show up. And now it's here, and now I've been playing with it. And what, what was it? What was it for you? What was the the mind blowing, exciting thing for you? Well, I I mean, in terms of all AI, there, there are a variety of things that have dropped. I think uh, uh, Chat GPT four has been great, and I, and I've toyed around with it, uh, trying to kind of get familiar with it, and I've also kind of compared the previous the 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 three the three version, which doesn't require subscription. All right, so the four you have to pay for. That's true. That's um, true. Now that whether or not that changes over time, who knows? I, I suspect. There are so many different uh, AI programs that are trying to go off like a subscription model, which makes a lot of sense, um, you know. And, and so I don't think that's necessarily going to go away. But uh, comparing the two has been really fun. And you know, I've, I've popped in you know same prompts and bolts just to see what they'll kick out. And to your point, yeah, it does. Cu- it kicks out higher quality, definitely more precise. I understand that the precision is kind of a big kind of factor or uh, additive sort of change. So it's not to say that three is bad. It's not. It's actually still quite good. Uh, but four is is performs at just a high a high high level, and I remember I, you know what blew me away. So it, it's not necessarily so much um, a new uh, new technology per se. It was more looking at uh, how ChatGPT uh, performs. Uh, I remember uh, there was a graph uh, <laughs> yes, that was graph. showing like all these different uh, yeah. tests that it run, and 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 you can look this up on on OpenAI site, and they, that the one that just kind of like floored me was it said that. Uh, that ChatGPT4 could uh, perform or, could, or basically hit the 99th percentile on a universal basic um, bar exam. Yeah, right. right. So, so for yeah. lawyers, and I, I was, I was, just, it just yeah. knocked my, it just, yeah, it completely it was over 90%, shifted. Right? Like, what are lawyers going to do? <laughs> right, now, right. We right. thought it was educators, but now it's lawyers. And then, like the the, the A push history test was yes. like at that level too. Like right. anything that's like kind of like remembering stuff. It was nailing it. We will say is we both we both teach AP language. Like it did not do well on that or AP lit, but we're just waiting. We're for mildly comforting, but right. We're safe for another job. month. Um, um, but but it just the fact that it can do that is just so remarkable. Now, having said that, 
Uh, I, I suspect that there are a lot of uh, lawyers or people who are kind of in the know between law and say technology are like, oh, shoot, how is this going to impact them? Which makes me think about, you know, that that in their realm, much like a lot of other realms, there are all these like worries and fears going on. Uh, and oh yeah, go ahead. And that well, that brings us up to what we want to talk about today, which is like kind of the the the, the question we have is is that um, we're calling it AI fear. Why worry and why not? Right. So Pat, on that uh, sense, um, I think the question is, what fears have you heard? Like we we've because we've done all this you know presentation sure. and talking to all kinds of people like what fears what fears are out there you know I think uh, w- with regards to educators uh, and I imagine that they, that they're going to come out in different sort of ways but it seems to me that when I talk to educators that the the two kind of biggest things seem to center around plagiarism of course which has been on everyone's minds and totally a uh, fact yeah and, it's and gonna it's, happen yeah and it's something that you know, we're, I think we're even still trying to wrap, wrap our heads around. Uh, and in some days, I'm just like, ah, we'll figure it out. It won't be a problem. And other days, I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> uh, it just kind of depends. Uh, but then the other, so so plagiarism on the one hand, and then the other one being just privacy. Now, the privacy one, you know, I think there there's maybe some legitimate concern, concerns there. However, I don't know if they're as full-blown or need to be as full-blown as people think. Uh, if only because I know that ChatGPT... Uh, you know, they, they've been updating continuously, right? And one of the things that they did is, is they realized, wait, okay, we recognize privacy is important for people. So we're not going to sell off people's information. You know, we're not really even going to store it. We're, we're going to go ahead and, uh, you know, any chats you have after 30 days will just drop off, which I thought right. was interesting. Yeah, I remember and you told me that. Yep. Uh, now, it hasn't been 30 days yet, so we'll see if that follows through. But but let's kind of take them at their word for now. And if it does, great. Um the, the other thing, too, and this is something that people don't talk about too much, and I'm not a big tech guy, so, like, forgive me for not maybe not understanding exactly how this works, but I've heard this actually in a couple different uh, contexts, one of which was a – I was I had a, uh, the privilege of being on a, a call about AI and education through uh, MIT um, – <clears throat> it was either MIT or MIT grads had put together, like, a seminar. It was across the, the country. It was a webinar, basically. And they said – they said, you know what? They said what people don't seem to realize is that ChatGPT is not technically – uh, like connected to the internet, right? That they've actually kind of got all the information, yeah. but it's not actually like live. And so I think to well, me- Well, that's why you get that yeah. thing. It's like, I, I've only, I'm, I'm only updated to 2021. I don't go on the internet, It's but they sucked up everything prior right. to that. Right, right. And so yeah. I think, that, so by virtue of that, it's not like your information is going to, is able to be taken and used by somebody oh, in some yeah. other country, right? Point. So I'm like, oh, well, that actually makes it safer in that regard. Right, right. So um, now they're not—they're not warehousing your stuff that will get hacked into. Right, someone might use like yeah, you know, whatever information. Yeah. Like I know companies had to worry about that because if you're going to upload your your company database of like all your finances or whatever to have it do analysis, right. you don't want someone getting that. Right now, now if, if if there's something that I'm misunderstanding, by all means, I'd I'd want our listeners. Yeah, to someone tell me, hit us right. But that's my understanding of as of right now. So uh, so that's actually comforting in a way. Um, uh, now, of course, there's always issues of say, like, you know, that there's like the chat GPT kind of like policy and, you know, I think it's set at 18 years of age. And so how do you kind of grapple with that? Um, and I think that that's, that's tricky because I mean, on the page, there's one thing, but there's also like, well, how does one regulate that? Is it even enforceable? Right. Does chat GPT right, ultimately right. care? Or are they just kind of covering their bases legally, which, which I would get, but then, uh, you know, and then from, from the school point of view, like you, you want to make sure the students are okay and protected, which they seem to be through the system. So that's fine. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that that's where lawyers would have to uh, use AI to find out what to do. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> being a bit smart aleck about that. But you know what I mean? That like, how do you? I don't know. I think I think that there has to be conversations with parents, with with community stakeholders, districts, etc., uh, teachers to say, hey, like, what's actually what would be the most responsible fi- thing for us right, to do? But right. I think we can figure that out. I think that's manageable. The plagiarism thing. That's a whole nother sort of nut to crack. And I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. I, I, I do, actually. So so we've done these presentations in front of like predominantly English teachers as we teach English, but some other teachers as well. We did a cross-district one. We did one at, at a conference. And we've talked to loads of teachers. And in, in, our, in our presentation to some of our teacher friends, uh, Pat and I had, had, had built this presentation. And, and we'd done some like kind of quasi research where we pulled a bunch of our students in, in our high school and asked them, you know, to what extent are you using chat GPT or AI programs and what do you do with them? And and like half of them are using it. And then one of the questions was, you know, what constant, like, have, have you used AI to do an entire assignment? And it came out to be about 5%. And we only pulled like 400, but then Pat had shown me a Stanford uh, from the end of last year, Stanford did kind of a similar thing. And their students said about 5% had admitted to like using it to do an entire project. So we kind of heard that and we were like, you know, in our presentation, we brought that up and some people were like, well, what about plagiarism? We just kind of said, well, it's only 5%. But then a friend of ours approached me and said, you know, you guys are way past like kind of like, think, you know, even it's so deep and you've been thinking about this. But for me, that's just hearing this, the plagiarism is really on my mind. And, and, she, and she made me pause. I realized that I'd, I'd, I'd moved, I'd kind of moved beyond that. But when I thought back, the first thing that was on my mind when it, with all this AI stuff is I was like, kids are just going to have the, the program write stuff for them. And I was super worried. And, that, and it's still a concern. And it's a totally legitimate concern. Well, and that, that really kind of gets to, sounds to me, that um, that idea of, of validating where people are at with it. I, I think that, you know, you, would, you explained... Uh, you know, previously that when you first heard out about it, you were thinking, oh my God, there goes my pension, my job, everything else. <laughs> totally, yeah. And, and, and for me, I, I guess I didn't quite have that reaction exactly, but I could, but I, I've have felt, or I've, I've thought that. Feel threatened. Least, yeah. And you, you feel yeah. threatened because what, yeah. it's your core identity, right? And even today you showed me um, some AI system that graded, that graded stuff or something. And I had the thought of, what, what, what is, what's my role? Right. And so it, right. it's like, it's my identity. And so I, 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 I kind of yo-yo. I'm like, this is mm-hmm. great. And then I'll have like a moment where I'm like kind of panicked. Right. And, well, but I think that that's where like, it, I, I might be a little more concerned with people who either are so terrified and don't see the positive or only see the positive and don't recognize the possible problems with it. Because cool. those people are looking at such extremes that they're not realizing this. Is, we need to l- learn to develop to have uh, nuanced conversations about cool. it because it's a mixed bag, right? And even the open AI guys said that like AI is either going to be great or it's going to be our destruction. Which, like, so there's, there's yeah. even that stuff. And, and maybe that's just for media, but like it's a nice segue, Pat, I think. Um, so we've cut, I, I, there is some fears out there, but so like, well, well, so yeah, there's reasons to worry about it, but why are, what are some reasons to not worry about it? Like, what, uh, what is the good? Well, I, I think there was a lot of good with it. Um, I guess if, if, yeah, well, if I may, I was thinking about, I, I guess I'm thinking about all my worries now. I'm going to stuck on that. <laughs> I think that's part of the issue. I just, I want to maybe bring this point up for a second. The, the, the emotional sort of kind of like um, weight of it. it. It can be so pronounced for some people that like we have to allow people to kind of the space to kind of go through that. 
uh, and to know that it might kind of ebb and flow a little bit, but also to not let that deter us from saying, okay, what are the benefits and do the benefits outweigh the negatives? And, you know, I don't know if there's an answer to that. I think that's part of the problem is we, we like answers. We want answers. We want things to be cut and dry, clear, black and white. And I, it's just not going to happen. I think that there's some honesty with acknowledging that. I think there's some honesty with realizing that the world is never actually black and white. As much right. as we try to make it that way, it just isn't. Uh, and I think there's a certain, it require, it's going to require, I think, just really mature adult conversations, which is maybe asking an awful lot these days. Let me age. ask you something more personally. Yeah, go ahead. How did you go from fear to excitement? Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> or, or, are you, or are you there? Well, I, I'm I'm at the level. I'm more. I lean definitely more towards the excitement, simply because I've been playing with it. Yeah, I've been experimenting uh, right, with it, right? Okay. Right, which is to say that, like, I'm I'm trying to find out ways in which I think it's actually useful for me. Our, I, I guess I think of it as 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 one ought to, which is that it is a tool, right? That like you could take any tool out there and use it for nefarious reasons, I suppose. Right. Uh, but most, I think, the vast majority of people will use it. Uh, in ways that that they're trying to kind of better their situation. And hopefully, uh, not even hopefully, I think generally speaking, people are using it pretty ethically. Are there going to be people who don't? Yeah. There, are there going to be good people who misuse it at times? For sure, right? But, you know, think about, we de- we deal with teenagers all the time, you know, that, they, that they're, you know, you know, in one class, I could have like five kids lie to me about why they didn't turn their homework in, yeah. right? That's never changed. Right. Like, that's just people, right? So, so I think- you're, you're kind of normalizing it. Is that what I'm hearing? Like, well, like, like- People are people, and you know there's going to be some of this. And yeah, I guess it, normal. I guess or just recognizing that it's normal, right? That that right. like there's always going to be some new technology. Drifters people are going to freak about. Yeah, that's just that's just humanity. Now, I, do I like it? No, but right. Uh, but if I recognize, yeah, okay, it's just the next iteration. Now, now having said that, that capabilities and the speed at which people can do things in right. nefarious sort of ways is amplified. But then again. You know, maybe so is the way that we kind of just conduct our normal lives can be improved. Yeah, and so yeah, when yeah. I start playing with it, I'm like, all I can really ultimately do, I can't control the world, but I can control my relationship to it. Right. And so I think when I started kind of playing with it, trying to figure out, okay, in my domain, in my little small, you know, corner of the of, of the world here, how is it that can help me out? And I'm thinking, oh man, it can help me with generate discussion questions and like lesson planning and thinking through like cool combinations for units and uh, in, in, in across text and help me come up with new text ideas and yeah. helping students do that too. And, and putting and, and giving students more um, ownership and voice in developing like their own learning, which I think is awesome. And I, and, and not to speak of like the way, you know, if, if we can find a way to like kind of integrate, you know, uh, uh, AI into our grading so that it's, it's just quicker. Right. As right, an English right. teacher, like it is, it's the thing that I loathe the most and that's never going to change, which is the grading. I, you know, I love and loathe it. Like, I'm always, like, loathe to start grading an essay. But then, like, when you get a really good one and, like, you really get to see in the kid's head, like, I'm like – and that's that's probably true for you as well, right? Like, you get the good pieces and – Yeah, um, I think I think what's tough with, with our level is that there are definitely going to be students that you're like, oh, dang, that was really great. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, and this is not a knock on, on high school students at all, but I think it's also true that there's a lot of students that they're just trying to kind of find their voice Yeah. and you're or, reading or it and you're like, you're like, eh, it ain't yeah. Hemingway, or, or they're but just, it's okay. Or they're just really interested in some other area and just not English class. Yeah. Right. Which is right. fine. It's totally fine. Right. You don't have and to be amazing. You just have no, to you know, learn no. some stuff. Exactly. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I, I look for the positives, uh, I, the, the negatives. I don't have to go looking for them. The two big ones I already mentioned. 
Um, there are some really kind of clever, interesting things that people are doing with AI that are that are really yeah. kind of like, whoa, that's not not great. I, uh, well, I, I thought you said something really interesting and important. Like if you, if out there, if you're listening, if you're if you're just kind of just ter- terrified, like where I was in November um, of of AI and Chat GPT, um, Pat just said I, I started playing around with it, and 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 we 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 would urge you to go go play with the AI stuff that's out there. Because once you start playing around with it and seeing how it operates, I, th- I think it's hard not to get excited because it's like it's just so freakish and amazing. Um, just like searching something that you know, like a good recipe or something that comes back so fast. But then playing with it as a, a teaching tool, like yeah. I think that just kind of gets you kind of over the hurdle. And there's still the plagiarism, there's still the cheating thing, you know, that is going to be in the back of your head. Uh, but for me, what I started do, I started thinking about is like I, I've been teaching long enough that I remember when when Google came in, right, and kind of just kind of the platform shift there, where we used to go to the library and get books to do research. Like all of a sudden, everything was on Google, and then you had to teach kids how to use Google with like Boolean operators. And I remember specifically having to show a class like we were we, they were searching, and when I pulled up like Martin Luther King Jr., the third link that Google provided was from a white supremacist group. And kids had clicked on it when they're like, did you know that Martin Luther King is all this terrible stuff? And I go, where are you getting this information? And we, and we, and we searched it and we opened it up. And that was before, you know, the, the way that Google indexed stuff, you'd get, you would get information like that. It's not true anymore, but it took them a while. So like, I kind of think about like how I teach kids how to vet information on Google. And I'm realizing that this is a tool that goes out and gets answers that may be good or not. I have to show them how to use it. Which is, I don't think any different, I don't think that changes our role or is, is, is um, different from anything we've done before, which is to say that like, right. it's it's the new tool. We have to teach them how to use it and to use it responsibly, right? So if you're doing research papers, yeah, to your point, how do you find sources that are legit and incredible? That doesn't change. How do you look at ChatGPT's output and say, oh, this, this point here is legitimate, or but this other one down here is nonsense, right? So I remember... There's that one situation where I, I, I tried to see if it could write an essay a couple months back, and I asked it to, to, to quote the Gatsby, and it gave me you know, that, that quote from the Necromancer. I'm like, what the heck is this? It literally says something about television. I'm like, that's not a thing. <laughs> I'm like, TVs didn't exist during Gatsby's day, well, so I that, caught it right away, right? That, that speaks to that. You, to use this, you have to have someone who knows what they're talking about read the output. Right, right. right. To know if, 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 if it's good or not. Like a teacher told me a, a story of her her brother, who is at a university in Colorado, and the class is like, we need a study guide. And the teacher just chat GPT and looked at it and said, this is correct, and, and handed it out, right? So right. he didn't have to create, or she didn't have to create, well, or they, they didn't have to create right the study guide. It was done for them. And all they had to do is go, this is accurate. It's almost like you have instant textbooks available. Well, which kind of actually begs an interesting, not necessarily an interesting question, maybe just a statement that I'm thinking about how the that English teachers, much like say social studies teachers, are very much um, really into it. what we're trying to do is develop cultural literacy. Uh, you know, th- oh, this yeah. idea of like, well, do you understand the culture? Do you understand how it works? Right. Do you understand how and the if the AI is writing the liter- literature? Well, what do you mean by that? Well, cultural literacy, like, so you're saying the literature of the culture, but I, I was thinking like like actual actual like output of literature like chat gpt creates text creates yeah, literature quote unquote, it, it can right? do that i guess what i was saying though is in terms well, of like in general. It, well I, what i'm saying is that in terms of like the, the example you just gave right where you said somebody was out in colorado right and they're and they're the the teachers like looking at the information looking at the output and they're saying oh that's valid right what i'm saying is that like as a 
And then in my case with the Gatsby uh, uh, quote example, like that I have enough cultural literacy. I've read enough. I've seen enough. I've experienced enough that I, to know, oh, what this information that is spinning back out to us, that's actually a thing or that's not a thing. Right. And so that so that we're um, we're almost kind of like, I guess, cultural curators, if you will. Right. Yeah. And, okay. and so we okay. have to have, that doesn't stop us for, like, our job is maybe that much more important in that we have to make sure that the the algorithms don't kick out, you know, Bad garbage. information, disinformation, but, but deep how much, fakes. Yeah, sure. but think about how much disinformation is out there now. Does it amplify it and give the potential for bad actors to make it worse? Oh, absolutely. Right. And maybe that's but, our shift. That maybe that's the shift in our jobs is that okay, we have to deal with information, right? right. Which is way different than teaching a great novel. Right. Right. But but it is like if this thing is the writer of our quote unquote writer of our times, then right. we have to learn to deal with its output. Right. But, uh, but, the, but that would mean too though that like when they're doing research or even just you know writing a normal paper or whatever, that the credibility is that much more maybe of a focus. Like it's always important. Yeah. But now maybe we have to a little bit be a little bit more vigilant about it. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this. This I was just kind of was thinking about this. It's like so we're trying to talk about about like the fear and why you should worry and why you shouldn't worry. And and I was thinking about like I think for some people out there. Like, we, like there was the pandemic, which was crushing, right? And then getting school up and going and then student behavior, if you, you know, in the classroom was not quite right. And it feels like we've just been, you know, it's been chaos and we're, and mm. we're fixing and fixing and we just get going. And all of a sudden, like chat GPT and AI comes out and we have to rethink our jobs again. Yeah. And I think that's a piece that people are just like, I just need a break. Right. Give me a right. break. And and I was there too. And I think probably if you're listening to this, you might be like, I have to learn another thing. <laughs> I have to learn how to like do Google all over again. Like that's super, yeah. it's super well, obnoxious, right? If, if I could jump in, there are maybe two, there are three things that come to mind. One, uh, what you're speaking to is just something that I, that's been on my mind uh, more and more over the past, I say month and a half or so. And, and, and it's, I think it's worth looking into. So anybody who's interested, maybe like look it up, but there's a concept called cognitive load. Right, and that's oh, essentially yeah. you the. You have talked about this. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, this, it's this idea of um, you know, there's 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 so many different sort of kind of um, things that we can do in any given day. Uh, all the tasks and teachers have an enormous amount of cognitive load because we're constantly like multitasking and trying to manage a classroom and keep things going and right. and we're checking it and kind of it's stressful it's, job. It's very stressful, <laughs> and it's nonstop for you know right. however many hours in the day that you're doing it. Um, so there's an enormous amount of cognitive load, just kind of like heavy lifting that we're doing just on a mental level or cerebral level to kind of right. keep things functioning. Without even the emotional stuff. Right. Well, but that, but that's part of it too, though, right? right? But but yeah. So, it, and I think that to your point that coming out of the pandemic, it seems like, oh, damn, here's another thing. It's like, yeah, for sure. However, and this is, this is where I think to back to your question about like, you know, how did I kind of like start to maybe embrace chat GPT and AI stuff? I actually started to get really excited because I realized it could save me all this time. It became more efficient. I'm like, well, shoot, I can take this cognitive load off. And so I'm not caring so much. Like we have families, you know, we've right. got, uh, you know, some of us coach, some of us are sponsors. Some of us just want to have lives on our own outside of work. Or sometimes we just want to get a drink or whatever the case may be. <laughs> Do you remember what you said? The, the I don't remember anything. You, I remember <laughs> you said you're, you're, we, we got Chad GPT to like do a quick lesson and you're like, Oh great! I can have a beer tonight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Like literally, that was that yeah. was your fun moment. It's like, oh my gosh, well, I just got I just got an hour of my life back. Yeah, it just it just and, right? it, and, and that stress that the cognitive load gives you, it, it can it kind of just come off your shoulders a little bit. And so, yeah. so where I get excited, I know that the technology is there for grading certain things. Like, um, was it GoFormative has? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, well, uh, you're more familiar with the. Yeah, my my wife just said that a teacher friend told her that GoFormative now is going to have it will create test questions for you based on the stuff you put in there, right? And and we know how hard it is to write a good test question, but 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 OpenAI has has fed it like a billion zillion quadruple or in the in the words of my five year olds infinity plus. Yeah. Test questions, yeah. right? So it, it's gonna it, it well, it's gonna come up with some ones that are pretty good that you can probably tweak, and that's a time saver. Yeah, and I think in, in our realm, I mean, obviously and then you could you, just you, drop it and go formative and auto grades, right? So exactly. sweet, yeah, right. Which right. which is <laughs> awesome. Know, like, that's awesome. But but I think it does what it does do too. That I think it's worth maybe a conversation for another time. But uh, it really shifts our understanding of like, well, what is the job that we're doing then? Like what? What is our role? What or what are our our roles? Because grading has always been such a big staple of it. I think my argument is like the grading itself doesn't necessarily have to go away. Uh, I mean, you're saying that AI can do it for you, and that's true. Um, you know, maybe you use it in doses. Maybe you use it. You know, uh, maybe you use it as like a like like I would love to see a program that can grade an essay and give feedback. Um, and and I think Chat, I think Chat GPT can actually have some of that capability to some extent. Yeah, but we've, we've kind of learned how to program right. it. Yeah. But but that. having said that, like it's not that I because I think something is lost by just simply giving it over to the AI and just saying totally. we just create it because you, you you miss an opportunity to kind of make a connection with a student and that's something. But the flip side is then if you're not bogged down with all the grading, you can actually maybe have more time to actually get to know them, you know, in a different sort of well, way. If right? it's so, accurate, maybe 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 you have it. For one assignment, like you do multiple writing assignments, like it it cuts the load. It's like a co-teacher, right? Like it does fifteen of your thirty essays, and you read fifteen. And next time you flip flop, right? Okay, right. So then you right. get you get a sense of your kids, right? Right, or or they can they can initiate. They can say, you know, do you want do you want the program to grade it, or do you want me to look at it, right? Right. I mean, who who knows? And it's probably a conversation for a different. Context, well, yeah, because because right, the, the technology isn't really quite entirely right, there, but right. but I think it's it's worth thinking about because it's one of those things that people are trying to figure out. Right, which is to say that all this technology is coming out. It's it's happening very very fast. There are all these companies that are popping up. I mean, it's literally people are calling it a gold rush. Um, you know, it's a, a kind of a tech AI gold rush right now. And so we have to understand that, like, you know, some of these programs are, you know, if they aren't already built and just haven't been rolled out, right? So like you mentioned, ChatGPT and trying to play with the image thing, like you can't do it yet because it's it's functionally possible, but it's not open to the masses yet. Right, that they've oh, they've selected yeah, that they've selected. I was not like selected. Show. It hurts me. You're important. You're important. <laughs> You're loved. I, I promise. Uh, just not by them just yet. Not by, <laughs> just not by chat. Yeah. So, but 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 it'll it'll eventually come out, right? Like uh, Google has Bard, and they've been really kind of like careful about when they want to roll that out. But it's coming. And so, you know, I think that that's where yeah, that's, we, some people are getting to use Bard. Well, and I think again, coming back to this this original topic of like you know our worries and fears, but also the benefits. Like we have to start being aware that this stuff is out there because it's coming, whether we're whether we yeah. like it or not. Uh, and so, you know, rather than try to hunker down into some sort of kind of you know hole, right, which is just not a feasible thing or it's not realistic, it's not practical. We have to figure out, okay, how do we kind of ride this wave, right? Because it's coming, right? Or if it's not already here, right? yeah. Um, and it's and it's it's gonna it's gonna be something that we have to um, you know educate each other on, right? And, oh, and, that's and talk what we're about trying it. to do, right? And, I mean, it's, right. <laughs> Right now? Well, right. <laughs> that's a bit on the nose. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I that's, that's the whole point of the show, right? It's like we're trying to help people. Right. Like what we've learned, like help you and yeah. figure it out. And well, and, and let us know too. I mean, listeners, I mean, when you're hearing stuff, like let us let us know like what topics you want to hear. What what do you think would be helpful? Yeah, drop um, us a line. It'd be great. At the, on, on the podcast, there's a link for our Twitter. Uh, there's a Google form. 
Um, so go ahead and drop us a line. So I guess, Pat, what, where we started out was, you know, AI fear, why worry and why not? And, and it seems to me like, you know, we shouldn't worry because we, we do have this tool. And the more you use the tool and get used to it, the, the more use you find out of it. And it kind of brings down the sense of, you know, whatever, um, I don't want to say anxieties, but that's what I felt, um, whatever fears you have. Um, and then... Um, and then just keep on playing with it and maybe look at your policies and start considering those. Um, is there anything you want to add, like why you shouldn't I, worry? Um, no, I, I think that having uh, some sense of awareness of like what the capabilities are, what the, what the negatives can be, or if not already have been in certain cases, because there's news stories you can find that, that show the, the negative sides. Uh, that's, that's valuable. I'm not saying don't look at that, but you have to temper it with the positives. And to your point, like when you start playing with it, I think what, what you're getting at is you're you're starting to kind of make the unknown known. And once you once you do that, once you kind of actually see the land that you're standing in, once you actually give light to what it is that you're you're talking about, once you actually put a name to things, they're less scary. Then you're like, oh, okay. I, I can maybe, because I think what happens is, is it was happening is people's sense of control is so blown out of the water that we need to have, have students, or not students, but students, well, students, I suppose, and, and the teachers try to regain some sense of control so we can function, right? Um, and so to, to your point or your question about like, you know, uh, why we shouldn't worry so much. Yeah, I don't think we have to worry as much as we need to, but, you know, acknowledge those fears, but then also realize, okay, there's another side to look at this too. And, and some of it's amazing All right, and just so mind-boggling. I think, I think we've got it. I think Pat just gave it to us. Uh, why worry and why not? Here's why you shouldn't worry and what you have to do. You have to make the unknown known and see your landscape, and then you'll know what to do. This is Mike. This is Pat. We are the Bot Brothers, AI for Educators. Have a good day. Bot Brothers. <laughs> the Bot if you enjoyed this episode or learned something, please share this podcast with your friends or on social media. If you would like to be part of the conversation, or if you'd like to see some resources, there is information linked in the show notes. We would also appreciate if you click the follow button and give us a rating. It helps us help you. Until the next time, this is Mike from the Bot Brothers, AI for Educators. <laughs>